Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the State of the Strong, an audiovisual podcast brought to you by Bull Brand. My name is Sibum Banza, but I'm not here alone. I'm here with the talented Lirai. How are you doing, Lirai? Yes, you got that right. I'm here. I'm here. If there's one thing about you, friend, you're talented. How are you doing this morning, Sibu? I'm okay. I'm awake. I'm alive. It's a Friday, my mm-hmm. favorite day of the week. Because really? tomorrow I get to get a bit. Oh, no. Yeah. You know all about me. <laughs> you know all about me. Um, as you guys know, on the State of the Strong, we try to bring your favorite South African personalities uh, to find out what makes them tick, what makes them special, what makes them strong. And today's guest is no exception. He is a social media superstar and so much more. Mr. Sendio Kelemani, let me Hey, local, how are you doing? My what's, brother? Up, what's up? What's you up? Good? How are you guys doing? <laughs> Listen, you are the Twitter therapist, you are the relationship expert <laughs> via the Instagram. Mm, yeah, you yeah. are the one that we go to when we are going through the issues. We don't go to our parents anymore. We don't know. Listen, we go yeah. to Living Local. We just local. hit up the live, yeah. we hit up the QA because you know what. We're going to get some good, good advice. Good advice yeah, yeah. I'm just here doing the Lord's work, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. We need it. We need it. Okay, so before we get started yeah. with any questions or whatever, we're going to play a game called 60 Seconds of Strong. Okay. Very simple, but we are extremely competitive here. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so it's okay. not just just Fonji. This will really let us know if you should be here or not. <laughs> so basically, no if, pressure. You, if, if you don't do well, we're just going to end it here. Yo, <laughs> guys. In the first five minutes. It hasn't even been five minutes. I haven't even clocked five minutes already. <laughs> it's very simple, very easy, and it, it's not that tough. So I'm okay. going to hand you a piece of paper, and mm-hmm. it either has a sentence that you have to complete or a question that you need to answer, whatever it is. Okay. But you got to do it quick. You got to get through got as you. many as you can. Got and when you. I say as many as you can, I want this thing to be... Empty so I just grab an answer. Grab an answer. She'll pass them to you. Okay. See, boy, you, ready you have with one the minute. Okay, cool. Are you ready? Let's rock. Three, Three. two, one, go. Go. Uh, if I had a superpower, it would be invisibility. If I were president uh, for a day, if I were president for a day, I'd make, I'd do away with text. Uh, the reality of the show I would be on is uh, real. Real, hey, hip hop, what, what? Yeah, the, <laughs> I believe the South African government is, uh, starts with a T, ends with a rash. Um, my biggest strength is my sense of humor. South Africa is amazing. If I were an animal, I would be a lion. Instagram is popping. 30 seconds. Um, how old is your Vastlap? Damn, I don't own a Vastlap. I, I've got the scrunchie, the, the oh, shower, what, what? Um, a word I can't pronounce. Worcestershire sauce. Wash your sister sauce. Uh, the youth of SA are late. If I won the lotto today, I would never work again. Five seconds. I spend most of my time with my partner. Um, rich and sad or poor. What? And happy. Time. Uh, rich and sad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> rich and sad, over poor and happy. Any no, no, I'd rather be rich and sad. Bro. There's something that he said, and I'm just trying to remember what. Yo. Uh, yeah, I'm worried about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Should we give him a count first? Okay, let's count. Let's all give of him them. a count. Okay, got one, one two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. 
13, Nah, 14. that's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good okay. numbers there. What's the highest you guys have got? Um, I don't know. It's, but a, it's lot. a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a bit more than that. It's okay. Slightly okay. more. You're like so somewhere do, in the middle. So I don't do too bad. Nah, not at okay. all. We've, we've had somebody on the show that got like 23. Yeah, it was, it was so, pretty hectic. Okay. So, um, okay. But we need to talk about that Vaslap issue. You're not a Vaslap No, guy. guys, look. I'm a, uh, black people need to let go of Vaslap. <laughs> Never. I promise you. <laughs> First and foremost, when it gets too old, yeah. there's this stench that a Vaslap has Yo. when it gets too old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, guys, let's, let's scrunch something. Look, the concept is, with the Vaslap, I believe you're mm. just spreading the dirt around. Okay. You know what I mean? It's soap, spread dirt around, mm-hmm. rinse, done. Mm-hmm. With that shower... Shandies, mm-hmm. it's like a, you know what we used to do, ga, ga, those sacks, orange, yeah, the sex. orange, yeah, yeah that's the concept. The, yeah. It's like you you're scrubbing the dirt mm-hmm. off. So that's why I'm against the Vaslav. You know what the thing about Lemmy is, guys. Mm-hmm. Like he will speak And you'll listen to him That's yes And this guy went to school For <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Like no This is my point of reference Wikipedia who Google <laughs> man That's all, that's all like, you need me local That's all you but need But the, the, the problem with that Is that we put too much Trust in him That's Because the one day He's gonna tell us something And we expect Guys, For it to be fact yeah. And we walk into rooms With serious people <laughs> And we, we say, say no Vaslap spread Yeah And it's the Biggest load of I'm pretty sure It's been scientifically Proven <laughs> nah, somewhere nah. Nah. I'm nah. telling you guys I think this is the one time That I'm going to have to Disagree with you Let me look Because there's a few um, things Black people need to let go of okay. And number one Is Vaslap Number two Let's let go of that thing <laughs> let, there's, there, It's too much Too little meat For too much work Okay speaking of Letting <laughs> wow. go Right Let's yeah. go to the You had a 9 to 5 yeah. job mm. Before you even went yeah, Into yeah. the whole Social media thing I don't miss those days And Really? I don't. So you let go of it? I let go of it. So I worked for um, one of the biggest insurance companies in SA. Uh, you know, fortunately, they put me through school. So I became an insurance broker. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to DJ, man. I was like, yeah. you know what? It's not for me. How do we go from insurance, paper, 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 yeah. to to viral social media sensation that journey was crazy actually because so when i started working i was already a dj so i've been a dj for many moons now i think i started in 2010 how that started is because i go to groove and i'm like into hip-hop and hip-hop was only getting into the scene in sa and every time I'd hear a hip-hop DJ, I'd be like, ah, man, you know what, I'd actually, if I was a DJ, I'd play better than this guy, you know. So my friends got tired of that. They're like, I, DJ, I guess, yeah, born. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I became a DJ, yeah. you know. So obviously that wasn't paying bills. It started working. Um, and then when, when it got to a point where I was staying up late because of the DJing, and now I have to wake up early in the morning and go to work, mm-hmm. I had to choose one. And I was like, ah, you know, I'd rather DJ. So I left my ah. nine to five. Honestly, I took I took a leap of faith. I said, let me be a DJ. But now the problem is I had so much time on my hands. Like during the day, I'm doing nothing. Mm. You know, Monday to Thursday. Sure. Friday night, only then I start getting busy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I bumped into an app called Vine. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, I actually, it was funny. I was addicted. I was yeah. like, let me start making my own videos. But the thing Vine? is, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, Vine didn't have that much like... Co- local content I didn't see yeah. All the people sure. yeah. That I knew Or that I could relate To that much yeah. It was like A lot of I even forgot their names Those groups. Yeah like King Bash King Bash is from Like I 
I found him on Vine yeah. mm-hmm. and I started following from Vine. Sure. Mm-hmm. There was another guy who was like big, I forgot his name, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there was quite a few guys, but n- nobody local. Exactly. You know, they would pop up when you went on Vine. Nah, or just... <laughs> nah. Then what happened after that? Nah, so you have to have a backup. There's a yeah, backup. That was my DJing was my backup. Sure. So, so for me, my thinking was, um, the whole backup thing, right? That's 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 a different conversation on its own. That's something that we need to address, like especially as the youth of today. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I didn't believe in the whole backup thing because that just takes away from your passion. Yeah, you know, you put too much time onto the backup. And little time If anything My only regret is that I could have started this earlier Sure You know But I was like You know what I'm going to focus on DJing um, But because I had all this time I started doing vines and I, Like they Went nowhere Yeah You know And then Once or twice I had like some luck On Twitter Where some videos went viral But nothing came from that Of the vines Of the vines So you were uploading Or somebody uploaded Yeah so, I, so I'd make a vine Upload it on vine sure. And then download that video And post it on On Twitter Twitter and then I started getting some followers on Twitter, but nothing serious, you know. I have a couple of videos that actually did great, mm. but nothing serious. Yeah. Fast forward to 2020, uh, I'm now broke because it's locked down. There's no gigs. There's nothing. I was actually job hunting. Yeah. I, I had zero money. I actually asked my mom for money to for data so wow. I can job hunt. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that data, after applying, I said, let me just do a QA. I actually did two. The first one didn't go anywhere. The second one. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard yeah. from the first QA that you did. Yeah. You're actually the one that uploaded your own questions. 100%. So, you know. <laughs> this man said himself up. I didn't know. 100%. That. I love so, that. so, yeah, because yeah, you have the option to like yeah. ask, yourself questions. ask yourself questions. But I've seen people mess that up sometimes. Yeah. Where they like, the, they, they think they're uploading the questions themselves, but then oh, they're uploading they... stories that oh, look like they're asking. Yeah. And then everybody's like, but you're asking yourself these yeah. questions. That's so cool How... that you created the content. Yeah. So, so what happened is, I did the first one and mm-hmm. didn't get a single question. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the second one and I got like two questions from my friends. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing myself. Nobody's participating. My pride <laughs> wouldn't let me delete the, <laughs> the, the story. So I was yeah. like, I'm sending in my own questions. Like 80% of the questions were like my, asking myself questions. Yeah. And then took that, com- compiled it, threw it on Twitter and it just went crazy. Like it went cra- I didn't expect that, you know. Mm. I somebody somebody DM'd me was like, yo, dude, Michali just retweeted your your thing. Do you know you're God? And I was like, come on, okay. Can we get like a boom? Yeah, man. My pride wouldn't let me delete that story, so I just sent myself questions. Uh and I thought I'd I'd have to do that going forward, but you know, people were like, Hey, you know what? Let's just so now I'm just overwhelmed with questions every time I put up a QA. But hmm. I'm glad I, I I took that route, you yeah. know. <laughs> Asked myself questions. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was it was crazy. That's how I ended up becoming a content creator. Fortunately, it came at a time where I really needed it, mm. you know, because I was five to going back to a nine to five, uh, you know, and you know, between me becoming a content creator and a DJ, I had I had to move back home. You know, because I was staying at my own place, left my nine to five, but then my DJ bag got stolen and I couldn't make money. Wow. So I had to move back home. My dad was like, cool, like, bro, I didn't kick you out. So come back home. It's wow. like, okay, cool. Move back home and the rest is history. 
Wow. How, how, how does that feel for, uh, uh, so you're how old right now? Um, turning 32. Turning 32. Yeah. Sure, sure. So this is two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. You're 30 years old. Yeah. You're forced to move back home. Yeah. I'm sure there are hundreds of thousands of South Africans oh, who are forced to do the same man. thing. Do you have anything to say to those people who might yeah. be, you know, embarrassed or, or hurt by the fact that, you know, I have to go back, some of them, Gogasi, where I thought I was out? Look, man, um, there's a saying in Sipedi, I think. It says, Uchechela Murawa Sibukwal. It means taking a step back is doesn't make you a coward. And I think had I not moved back home, I would have been caught in a cycle where I'm either doing really shady stuff just to, you know, make keep up this facade that I'm doing good. Or I would have went back to the same miserable nine to five environment and like hated my life until then. Cause I had to sacrifice a lot leaving that nine to five. Yeah. I had just got financing for a car. Mm. So I had to tell, fortunately I was smart enough to say, dude, uh, yes, I know I got the financing, but I'd like to sure. not take it, you know? And the guy's like, no, you could probably, uh, your DJ is going to, you know, they just want to make <laughs> yeah, the sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your DJ is going gonna, is gonna to yeah. pop off. You don't yeah. worry. Don't. It's the middle of COVID. Like, you, you know, I was like, uh, no, yeah. bro. You yeah. know, so, so I think, like, take it to the chin. Mm. Um, success comes with a lot of sacrifices and a lot of stumbling and a lot sure. of falling. It's, it's always the reality of succeeding in anything that you're doing is that 80% of the time, maybe even more, it's failure. Mm. you know success mm. is only like 20 percent of yeah. it and that's why it feels so good that's why we want to shout it from the mountaintop that's mm. why we want to celebrate so much because we failed so much yeah. you know people don't know that i i was struggling with content creation for a good five years mm. you know mm. and then when the videos come out where did this guy come from oh he's Overnight so lucky bruh i've got <laughs> 100 videos <laughs> with two oh likes God. and 12 views you know what i mean years, yeah. 100%, 100%. so if if you're in that situation and you're thinking ah moving back home you know i'm brah swallow your pride take it to the chin you know go back to the drawing board and sometimes the environment of having like a parent or a brother or a friend close to you walking that journey with you kind of makes all the difference you need, you know, mm -hmm. and you're going to lose a lot of people along the way. I mean, we don't, we see this all the time on the internet, but we don't take it seriously. Sure. We lose so many people. There's so many people I'm close with. I don't even speak to anymore. Yeah. People that I grew up with, people that I never thought I'd ever live my life without, mm -hmm. you know, not mm -hmm. even romantic relations, like yeah. family and friends. Mm -hmm. So it's just that, like when you're in that space, I feel like that's where, um, I don't want to impose my religion on anyone, but whatever higher power you believe in, that's where your higher power kind of takes you back to the drawing board. Like, okay, now you need to decide, are you taking this thing seriously? What are you doing with your life? Are you going to commit to what you say you want? Mm -hmm. You know, cause we want many things, yeah. but we want them quick. We want them right now. Yeah. We don't want that, you know, that hustle and bustle of, oh, okay, I need to put in my 10,000 hours. I, you know, I need to wake up early in the morning for no pay. We don't want all of that. Yeah. We want the lights and the fame and the, the money. Yeah. But and then going back to the drawing board kind of gives you that ultimatum. Like, dude, if you're going to make it, this is what you're going to have to endure. Mm. And yeah, I, I, like, don't take it to the chin. Yeah. And those are things that you can only get from your foundation. Mm. 100%. So let's talk about before, before nine to five, before even university. Yeah. What were the, what do you think were the strongest influences in your life that really sort of helped mold your th thoughts process, decision-making process? Oh, my dad, man. Mm. 100% my dad. So I was raised by a single father. And wow. 
Yeah, yeah. We, That's we, not a normal South African we story. Needed, we needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So I was raised by a single father. He was unemployed, very smart man, very religious. And I watched him. I don't think he consciously taught me to become the person that I am, but I watched him become the best version of himself. So after going through a divorce, um, he was unemployed. He developed an alcohol addiction because of, you know, things that weren't going right in his life. Mm. But like, it's like the divorce changed him, you know? And for me, I still remember the day when there was, you know, the fight between my parents that led to the divorce. And, and my mom was like packing her stuff up. She's like, okay, I'm leaving. And my dad was like, okay, you can leave. It's fine. No, he didn't say that actually. He was like trying to fix like save the marriage and i was like i look my dad in the eyes i'm like dude we're gonna be okay it's fine let her go you know and he broke down at that point you know and i remember that the next day he woke up and went to church and he never looked back you know and he became such a pillar not only for my life but like the immediate people around us in the community and everything so i watched him become like my role model i saw his lowest points and i saw his highest point and it was crazy how, you know, how we always say, oh, parents, black, especially black parents, they're not supportive and whatnot. I saw a completely different narrative of that, you know. I saw my dad was very supportive. Even when I left my job, he was like, oh, okay, so what's your plan? You want a DJ? Okay, so what's your plan of making that lucrative? You know, he was very solution orientated, and I get that from him as well. And I think without him, I don't think I'd ever be here. My only regret in life mm. In case you guys wanted to know, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it in there. My only regrets in life is that other than the fact that I wish I could have done this content thing earlier is the fact that my dad is not here to see it all. You know, like that's like the most heartbreaking thing like in my whole life. Yeah. Losing my dad before all of this like popped off. That's like something I'm still battling with today. I'm like, I wish this man was here to kind of like enjoy all of this. and Because we had such big plans. Yeah, we want to make the house a double-story house. Yeah. You know, we want to travel. Yeah. We, had yeah. so, we had so many things that we wanted to, to do together. But li- he literally passed away, I think, eight months. No, no, I'm lying. A year before all of this came wow. together. Wow. So, so, yeah, man. I think without him, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Yeah. I'm so cool with my mom, by the way. Mm. You I wanted, Glad you put that I out wanted. there. <laughs> we're, we're best friends. Sure, Me and my sure. mom, we're like gossip girls. You know, yeah. every time we're on the phone, we're always gossiping. Like, yeah. okay, what's happening? I was very close with my mom, sure. but even when they were together, I always gravitated towards my dad. And she always says it till today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that everything has now that everything has popped off, yeah. um, what do you feel like is your biggest achievement to date? What really, you know, makes you uh, proud of yourself? I think my biggest achievement is yet to come sure but what i've got so far um man working with brands that i've always wanted to work with i didn't believe in the whole vision board thing yeah. but i decided to try it out after after i saw remember that guy the thing goes michael yeah, yeah. michael dapper, <laughs> dapper yeah. yeah michael yeah. dapper so i once watched an interview because i was like there's no way this was a real thing sure. you know mm. only to find out he's a content he's a comedian, creator yeah. he's a comedian and then i watched an interview and he was like we had a vision board with my team and our goal was to have a million followers and and they achieved that and i was like damn i should try this out so when when before my first video went viral i decided to go the vision board route and i was like i remember even tweeting it i was like this year 
I think it was two months before my first video went viral. Like this year, I want to collaborate with more uh, content creators. I want to put more time into content creation because I feel like we've got the time now, you know? And literally two months later, my first video went viral. I was like, there is no way this is a real. So I started doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then I put brands on the board. I'm like, okay, cool. I want to work with literally everything I put down. Sure. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to work with Netflix. I want to, I want to do something with a bank because obviously it was the whole, do you have money thing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was like, okay. Next thing I know, I did an ad for Sminoff. Yeah. A few months after that, I did ads with Netflix. A few mm. months after that, I did ads with Standard Bank. And it just kept snowballing from sure. there. So I really believe, like I was a, it turned me into a believer. The whole yeah. vision board thing turned me into a believer. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest achievement was definitely putting something down that I wanted to do and actually did it. Mm. Even on a bigger scale that I imagined. Because when I said Netflix, I was like, ah, influencer campaign, yeah, nah. yeah, promo, yeah, yeah, promo, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. So I yeah. did, I did three adverts with with yeah. Netflix, yeah, and I did seven with Standard Bank. I did four with Smith. Oh my yeah. gosh, this man is <laughs> listen, working. Go home when you when you go today before you yeah. go home. Get yourself what King King A3. Yeah, 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 yeah. even bigger, maybe. Even bigger, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut out from it. We used to like (laughs) when I was in primary school, we used to cut out from magazines. Yeah. Now you just go onto the internet, go onto Pinterest. Pinterest 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 vibes. So would you say creating a vision board like that and you know, hearing about it from a fellow content creator, Mm. do you think that was probably one of the most important lessons that you learned in your career? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because it also even when you don't achieve something, right? Mm. also you put pressure on yourself because you sit there and you're like dude I've, I've got this on my vision board what did i do to work towards this goal yeah then maybe that's why it's not coming together mm. you know so you hold yourself yeah. accountable yeah. yeah that's that's the biggest thing with the vision board i don't think it's the dream of achieving the things it's more the accountability part of it mm. Mm. so it makes you very accountable to like things that you want for yourself if yeah. you're saying okay i want to put out um the best content piece of my life this yeah. year. And now it's December 25. Yeah. You've got, you've only put out two videos the whole year, <laughs> you know? So it goes back to accountability. Yeah. You've got nobody else to blame. Sure. That's the, that's the most valuable lesson, lesson that I've learned with um, being an entrepreneur, mm. right? Is that you've got nobody else to blame. Sure. But yourself. So if you don't wake up and shoot that video, if you don't wake up and go to the gym, if you don't wake up and, you know, write those scripts, Mm. if you don't wake up and like do your research and, you know, save up to buy that camera, you've got nobody else to blame. You had Conga last week. Buying bottles, you just want the sparklers. I was, wait, I was know, waiting for the confirmation. You know, you know, like you know, I, I think w- the most important thing with a vision board it takes away all the BS, sure. right? Mm. Because you've got so much noise around you from friends, from peers, from colleagues, from so many people around yeah. you. You've got so much noise about what they perceive as important, what they perceive as success, what they perceive is doing well, and with the vision board. You you know your truth. Yeah. You know? So if you're sitting there and you get your first big check and your vision board says, Okay, I said I was gonna buy a camera. Mm. And you decide, ah, let's let's just say Mkhodu Monday, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then you blow that on Mkhodu Monday, you go back to the same vision board that's staring you. you in the eyes, telling you, Hey, we still don't have a camera, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's accountability. I, I think that's you. the biggest lesson of Oh. 
I love that. That's why he's on the state of the That's why he's in the state of the song. He's a finer of his own destiny. 100%. I love that because you have to have that kind of um that kind of faith in yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um let's bring it back home. Yeah. Uh, the state of the strong is a proudly South African podcast. Yeah. What do you think makes South Africa and South Africans yeah. unlike any other uh, place on earth? Ah, uh, we're rock stars, man. <laughs> we're rock stars. Our government is rock stars. Eh? <laughs> Everybody's just a rock. We're just living. We're just living here. You know the the beautiful thing about South Africa, yeah. other than the fact that we're we're a beautiful tourist destination, sure. right? Is that we find humor in everything. Mm. We we I don't think you know uh, the narrative around the world is that it's a black thing, and what makes South Africa different is that it's a South African thing, mm. despite mm. your skin color. Mm. We find humor in everything. Something serious happened. The parliament burned down. We're thinking, hey, where the Mantashe dropped the coal there. Yeah. They were smoking humble bumble. <laughs> they dropped the coal. Now they're blaming the homeless man across the yeah. street. Yeah. You know, like we find humor. And I think yeah. that's what gets us through all of these. Like we've got the highest uh, GBV rates in the world. Mm. We've got the highest, one of the highest crime rates in the mm. world. And through all of that, there are little moments that we interact with each other that remind us that, you know, we can get through this. Yeah. It's not so bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not so bad. You've got those moments like when we put out our content and you can tell this is just only South Africans can we'll understand this. this. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that thing. It's like, I don't think any other country in the world is as unique yeah. and has their own identity like us. I mean, Damn man, we've got eleven languages. Yeah. Like, who else has eleven languages? Yeah. Like, we're born multilingual. Yeah. You know, some people you go to a country they only speak one language. Sure, mm. you're just fortunate if you can speak two. Your home language and English. Yeah. But South Africa is so complex, so simple, so funny, and so serious. Um, so safe and not safe. Like it's so. It's it's a mixture of all these good and bad things that make us so unique. Mm -hmm. I think you touched on something that um is. It is something that is tough, but you offered another perspective of it. Mm. You know, often we look at just, you know, how CBD Twitter is just black Twitter and, you know, mm -hmm. SA black Twitter, sure. not the rest of the world. Yeah. And how, especially recently, it's been such a toxic space mm -hmm. and how, uh, you know, not a lot of good has come out of it. And, you know, looking as, apart from that and looking past the toxic things that it has fueled mm -hmm. right it is also i think our way uh, the humor of yeah. it mm -hmm. all yeah. is our way as south africans of dealing with the craziness of yeah. our country yeah. and how yeah. much we have to deal with yeah. yeah yeah i think i think um specifically speaking about twitter as a platform and black twitter as a space in itself my like I'm, I'm just sad at the way that we choose to use Black Twitter, right? Because we've proven time and time again that it could be such an, such a helpful tool sure. in helping businesses start up, in helping discovering talent, in you know helping fight for 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 those who don't have the resources to fight for themselves, be it legally, be it against a perpetrator. We've proven yeah. that it's a tool that we can use for good, mm. but there's this culture of using it to just for creating a toxic space. Mm. And that's why a lot of, I personally don't engage in Twitter a lot, you know, and I used to be, Inside. I was more active on Twitter than I was on Instagram, yeah. you know, yeah. but I didn't realize that you have, you're walking on eggshells on Twitter. Mm. 
even when it's something people have lost jobs mm. because of Twitter mm. of an innocent tweet. Mm. And that's when I realized that, you know, we're in a space that's so helpful in like, we've got so much power as black Twitter mm. in terms of spreading information, helping whatever, whatever yeah. it could be, but we choose to use it as something so toxic, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, I mean, a lot of people have decided to kind of, Engage less. Mm. And that's why we've got CBD Twitter and whatnot. You know, <laughs> hey, guys, yeah. that thing's a lot. lot. That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> but but I I feel like once we break out of that cycle of, um, I think it's all. I mean, we refer to we refer to it as cloud chasing. Sure. Yeah. Once we break away from that, we could literally like could break Ooh. boundaries, man, mm. and mm. help each other achieve amazing stuff. Yeah. Ah. Okay, I, I need solutions right now because listen, <laughs> we've already touched on it and uh, yeah. he, he sort of, you know what, he mm-hmm. is proving to be the, the expert. He really is, hey, he really is. Yeah. You know what, so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that train going. Okay. Right? What do you think are the solution? Perhaps this could be his message of strength mm, to Mzansi yeah. in terms of Practical ways in that we can apply this using it for good, using mm. our platforms for good. Mm. Yeah, you mean Twitter specifically? No, whatever. But just okay. for us as South Africans in general, what's your message of strength? I think, I think, I think the bottom, the crux of this whole problem, we need to be more empathetic. Sure, mm. and it's very straightforward. If you can just be empathetic with the next person it's easy to apply yourself to help them get out of whatever situation they're in. So there was this big boom on social media and we started raising awareness of uh, like, like mental health issues and those kind of things. And then quickly it turned into people using it as a tool to kind of like um, either taunt other people or, you know, kind of get away of get away from accountability. People would tweet rubbish and then next thing defended with, Oh no, I was depressed and yeah, whatnot. Come yeah, on. Yeah. You know, but if we can't, cause being empathetic means you wouldn't do that in the, in the first place because there's somebody who's really dealing with sure. like real mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So to cut the long story short, I think empathy, we've lost all sorts of empathy as, as a collective. The funny mm-hmm. thing is individually, we've got that, yeah. you know, like friend to friend, family member to family member, we've got that. Yeah. But as a collective, it's like being cool, like weighs much more than being a helpful human being, being, sure being helpful to the next person. Mm. So I think being empathetic is the solution to a lot of the problems we've got today. Even if you think it on a government level, if they could empathize and think like, hey, I've been hungry before. Because yeah. the excuse is always, ah, we fought for this country. If you could just remember what you fought for, yeah. you know, if you could just remember, take, your, take yourself back to the time when you were fighting. Sure. The things that you stood for at that time. Remember that. That would remind you that, you know what? I used to go to bed hungry, you know, I, I didn't, couldn't get an education because of A, B, and C. Sure. Why are you imposing the same problems onto the people that you fought for? Yeah. So there's no empathy at all. So I think if we just go back to the drawing board as a people, as a country, and start empathizing a bit more with each other, it would cut down a lot of problems that we've got. Yeah. Woo! Man, so DJ, insurance broker, uh, uh, social media star, president of South Africa, all of them. Um, there are pills. Yeah, uh, uh, Rachel Ray. Listen, listen, counselor. Yeah. Doctor, 
He's our Dr. Phil. Dr. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Let me, I'm so sad we have to go, but that yeah. was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming to the Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having Man, me. This is this awesome. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I feel fulfilled now. Same. I think, same. Like, ugh, the, this life has just been so. Uh, it's been a lot. And let me, <laughs> yeah. even though, you know, you went hitting us with a, but do you have money? <laughs> I really appreciate the value yeah. that you brought to this. Um, yeah. Conversation And l- things that even challenged myself yeah. As a human being You yeah. know And that's what we try to do here At the Bull Brand Podcast Remember we told you We're defining what it is And this is one of them It's yeah. all about inspiration It's all about You know what Thought provoking conversations yeah. Yeah. But we still are cool yeah. You know what I'm saying All yeah. of us here today we the coolest. We're the coolest. We're the for coolest sure, ones sure. yeah. Well ladies and gentlemen Thank you so much for tuning in Whether it was via Audio podcast or visual vodcast. <laughs> I'm making up my own words. I love now. it. <laughs> Please make sure that you stay tuned to the next episode of State of the Strong, a Bull Brand podcast.